Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam! Ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. I'm a champion, real life checks mechanism. Hi, Shaquille O'Neal for Rad. This is not your normal PSA. Don't be stupid. Don't drink and drive. If you're going to go out and have a good time, it's fine. But designate a driver to drive home. Let's stop the madness. Don't drink and drive. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Welcome into downtown Chicago, into Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. It is that time again, 4.30 Central Time here on a Thursday evening, bringing you another edition of Demon Time. I'm Caleb Nixon with my co-host Sean Graney and our guest today from DePaul Men's Tennis. We have head coach Matt Brothers joining us. Thank you, coach, for taking the time today to join us. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. So we got a lot to talk about today, a lot of great, interesting stories to hear from Coach Brothers and the upcoming season for your DePaul Blue Demons. Let's go ahead and get started by talking about Coach Brothers, though, and his background into the game of tennis so, Coach, you know, going back to your younger age, high school, around that time, what do you remember about being introduced to the game of tennis and how you fell in love with the game so much? Yeah. Uh, I think we had to go back a little further than that. <laughs> I, I was told that I was hitting tennis balls when I was three. Um, wow. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm the youngest of five kids and nine years in between myself and my closest sibling. I've three brothers and and they allegedly were just always throwing balls or something at me and um when I was a kid and um I think my I have my my dad to thank he he was the the tennis player in the family it got everybody into it and so they 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 kind of uh funneled me towards the the sport um and uh yeah I grew up in Wisconsin and and just playing tournaments and uh, ironically I'm as I'm talking to you here I'm sitting in the parking lot of uh of Wisconsin's indoor facility where where we played uh our state tournament every year and um won doubles there my senior year uh state and went on in college tennis and um and, and then some yeah it's just uh just always been uh, a passion for me um and I, I think I have uh, – my dad passed away, but uh, my mom's still alive. And they were just really great to tennis parents, you know. Um, just encouraged me to have fun with it and never really, you know, never really pushed me and um, kind of did that myself. And it's just uh, always been something I've enjoyed uh, enjoyed going back to, being on the tennis court. Yeah, I think that's something, you know, where – a lot of people get their spark and passion for games and, and, and athletics, you know, 
whether it be through family, but then you start to find that passion of your own. I think we see that a lot with coaches as well. But, you know, you talk about being in Wisconsin, being in where you played a lot growing up in those state tournaments. But let's talk about, you know, where you went to college. Uh, you played collegially at a school we unfortunately do not mention here at DePaul, <laughs> Marquette. <laughs> but, you know, you were a great player. You were a team captain on the team, number one doubles, number two singles. You know, what did you learn playing in Marquette? Um, you know, playing in college, and how were you able to translate some of those lessons into your coaching career? Yeah. Well, if it's any consolation, my first two years were spent at Wisconsin Green Bay. Much so. better, much better. I am 100% DePaul Blue Demon, despite having a degree from Marquette. There but, um, yeah, no, I I, uh, I, I had, uh, had a lot of good teammates there um, that were all passionate for the game and um, – just kind of got better, you know, every year throughout throughout college, uh, really. Um, and uh, just I don't know. I just um, after college, my, well, my senior year, you know, uh, um, was fantastic, and uh, again, just a lot of improvements, and decided to to play, you know, try professionally a- after that, um, which I did for a few years, and. And then, yeah, just you know, college, you know, any playing any sport in college is is you know sh- should be just an amazing experience. Um, and it was for me at both both of those schools. And so I think it was just a, you know, when my when my playing days were kind of over, and um, I still had a passion for the sport, and and um, you know enjoyed teaching the sport and coaching the sport, and. Just, just uh, it was just natural move to you know get get back into into college tennis, coaching college tennis. So, coach, you know, you talk about you know it being like you know just a natural movement to you know transition to, to the coaching side of things, um, and you know after your playing career, you know you had quite a few experiences in the coaching realm um, before you even got to DePaul. Um, you know, so what was that journey like for you? And you know, talk a little bit about you know some of the coaching experiences that you had before you got to uh, DePaul. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the really the, the the most meaningful one, honestly, was at was at uh, University of Iowa. Um, I, I I taught tennis for full time for a year, and and had just decided that that that, that wasn't really for me. Um, kind of got burned out, and and then started to look for a you know college coaching job, and and that. Uh, that came at, at the University of Iowa, and, and just you know, uh, from from what I see, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of coaches that I see coaching now are are were I feel were, were very much influenced by you know either the coaches that they played under or the coaches that they worked under as as an assistant, and and you know I can honestly say that at, at Iowa, I mean I, I had one of the, the greatest guys. Uh, there and, and Steve Houghton, who, who had been there um, 27 years, I think, when when I left, um, and then worked for another, I don't know, five or six years after that. But just a, just a great guy who who really taught me what what it was, you know, what it was truly about, which is you know the relationships and and um, not not the wins and the losses, you know, the, those those are hard to control, but but uh, 
you know, when you're doing things the right way, it's just it's just the just really connecting with your with your players and and helping them, you know, not just on the court but off the court and with all of their their goals and things that they all go through, uh, you know, that we all went through in in, in college and um, yeah, that that's really that's truly what what matters to me the most is just uh just just the relationships that I you know that I have with my current players that I have with my my past players um uh, it, it was just a just a great great experience there and I was just really fortunate to to have have uh worked with with Steve for the you know six and a half years that I was that I was there before I came to DePaul that's awesome, and you know, you know, relationships are a big thing, especially in this industry, especially sports. You know, I could even you know speak to some of my you know past you know coaching you know relationships with some of my coaches. You know, those are very special relationships. Um, you know, even going back to two thousand seven when you were first hired as a first time head coach. You know, what was that feeling like for you? Uh, it was uh, it was exciting. Um, a little nervous. Uh, <laughs> you know. Um, I was I was pretty comfortable at Iowa and um um had actually been offered the job at DePaul the year before and turned it down and then they they came back again the following year and um you know it it was it was great it was uh, really just kind of exhilarating to to sort of steer your own ship um and you know, make my own choices and recruits, and uh, uh, it was a lot. It's a lot. These jobs are, these jobs are. You wear a lot of different hats, which is what I love about it. It's, it's not the, you know, I don't go into a a, a cubicle every day and and uh, do the same thing. Every day involves a a, a a lot of a lot of different different jobs, really. Um, um, again, which is you know what what I what I really love about this. Um, but uh yeah no DePaul DePaul was DePaul honestly was for you know my wife and I just just gotten married and uh um it was going to be a you know a couple of year job and a transitional job into something else and uh you know we we both just well fell in love with Chicago and uh she's from the south so you know, staying in the Midwest was never really her plan, but we fell in love with Chicago and, and DePaul, honestly, um, you know, uh, just the, the whole family feel that the athletic department has is, is, uh, is really unprecedented and, and completely the opposite of sort of the corporate feel that, you know, the big, big, uh, Big Ten school like Iowa had, um, when I was there with football program and, several other sports and uh yeah it just uh it just you know as i tell the guys in recruiting it, it, it's a uh, you know it's it, it that 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 family that family personal feel to it where you know the athletic director knows you by your first name is is all most of these guys know um but that's not it's not normal and it just really makes you feel cared for as a student athlete as an employee as a coach uh, you know you, you you name it so it's it's always been that way here and um uh, it's just a, it's just a great place to be yeah coach and you know you were kind of talking about steering your own ship you know you were able to kind of do your own thing 
being a first time head coach, what were some of your goals, um, you know, when taking over, you know, this program here at DePaul when you first was able to take the job? Yeah, the, the, the primary goal was to just sort of stabilize the, the job, the, the, the program, because prior to my, my arrival here, um, it's pretty sad, the, 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 there had been 12 coaches in 12 years or something like that. So, you know, I had some guys on my team that were, I believe, juniors at that time that already had, um, you know, two different coaches maybe some had three different coaches and they ended up with four different coaches in, in their four years. And, um, you know, just to, just to, just to give the team and the alumni a message that, Hey, like, you know, we're their their athletic department is, is making more of an investment in, in tennis now and they value this program and um, we're going to just, stabilize it and I'm gonna I'm gonna be here for a while and my contract was for three or four years I think the I think maybe three years when I when I first started here and um yeah I mean that was the primary thing you know and, and it, it took a while to really to kind of build the trust and that you weren't just gonna be that next coach that that left these guys and and um yeah, and then just start to start to build. I mean, we we were we were in the old Big East then, which you know had some pretty good tennis teams in it. Notre Dame is, is always a, a top twenty-five, top thirty team or better. Louisville the same. South Florida typically the same. They were back then. So you know, um, coming in there and winning conference was was going to be tough against these programs that were, you know, fully funded and um, facilities, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, um, we, we were within our first three, two or three years there, we were playing in a uh, conference final. So um, it got turned around, you know, pretty quickly. Um, so, yeah, you know, stabilizing it and, and, and then just, making it my own yeah yeah absolutely and you you talk about you know stabilizing the program uh you know coming in as you mentioned basically 12 different coaches and 12 new years it's I, great to see you know you've been here since 2007 now we're in 2023 it is great to know that we have you know expanded a path uh, upon that got to a consistent coach and and having you lead the helm of this program and you know before we Take a break here before getting into this previous or current and upcoming season for your team. Let's talk about the 2021 Big East Championship for you. Um, you know that was the first NCAA tournament appearance and berth for DePaul men's tennis uh, history program. How was that championship impactful and meaningful for your career? Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's uh, you know that's something that that. Um, on the goal, the team goal list every year, which the, you know, the guy, I let the guys set, set those, set those goals. Um, and it, it had been, uh, it had been a long time coming. I think we, it was our third, third time in the final, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we lost to South Florida and then we lost to St. John's. And so 
I think that was our third time in the final. And, uh, yeah, just to, to <laughs> you ask about it, and I still have the same reactions. I feel uh, my heart goes up, my heart rate goes up, and uh, reliving the, the, the actual final moments of that match was just, just um, unreal. Um, to be down the way we were down for four match points, the last match on, I mean, it just doesn't doesn't get any closer than that and, and that's just the ideal tennis tennis college tennis matches down to the to the wire like that both both teams on the sideline just going nuts on every point and obviously there was a, a lot riding on that one and I was just a just an amazing experience I mean I, I was just more happy for for our for our team honestly and you know we had a lot of we had a lot of seniors that the year prior, we were, I think, the favorite. It was sort of our year to, to win to win the Big East. We were pretty loaded with with uh, with experienced guys, and um, and then COVID hit, and uh, there was a a brief, you know, week or so period of time when these guys didn't know if they were going to get to play college tennis again. Season was just cut short, and. Um, and then the, all my guys found a way to come back and, and, you know, start a year of grad school and, and not knowing what they were going to do, you know, when their scholarship ran out for the second year of grad school. But, you know, coming back and winning this championship was, was important to all of them. And, and they all found a way to make that happen. And, you know, uh, won, won the championship and, and took us to our first NCAA final, you know, or, first round so uh, it, it, I was just really really happy for 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 all of them um, honestly yeah. yeah a great experience for sure one of the highlights I'm sure in your career and of course in this DePaul men's tennis program history and we look forward to seeing that again soon and seeing you continue to lead this program but with that we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about the present and the current roster and upcoming season of this DePaul men's tennis team. Stay tuned to listen for the upcoming episode on men's tennis. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Sports Flash, Monday through Thursday at 4 p.m. Bringing you everything sports. Only on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Welcome back to the second half of Demon Time on January 19th with DePaul men's tennis head coach Matt Brothers. And we're going to talk about the upcoming season that has already begun for the DePaul men's tennis team. But Coach Brothers, let's talk about your current roster that you have built. You know, start by giving the fans an introduction into the players and roster that will be leading your squad this year. 
Sure. Well, um, our team is, uh, as always, is is uh, very international. So, returners. It's a, it's a very young team. We have three freshmen, um, one senior who still has a, a fifth year. Will be back next year, and uh, a junior, and the rest are are sophomores. Um, so most of those. The sophomores and the senior were, were here, you know, last year. Um, we have a, the, tr- the junior is a transfer, so um, we got some experience back from from last year and have added some talent. Um, our, our freshman of the year in the Big East is is returning current is returning currently playing number one for us. Um, we we lost our our number one from last year, Vito Tonates, who's doing very well on the pro pro tour right now. Um, but, um, have some, some really, really talented freshmen that have, have, have come in. And, you know, I, I honestly think that we're, we're not as experienced as we were last year by any means, but, uh, equally talented. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting, uh, I'm expecting a lot of good things from, from, from this group. They're, they're super, super passionate, dedicated, you know they they want their they want us to win our third uh, straight Big East title and 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 uh, and then some. You know the goal now is to is to win uh, win rounds in the NCAA tournament. So yeah, and you know you were kind of talking about Vito. Um, Vito is you know very special to me because I had class with Vito twice um, last nice. year. So. You know, he was a really great guy. You know, it's great to hear that he's, you know, doing well, you know, on the pro level. Um, you know, I I know I think he went back to Croatia, I believe. So Yeah, um, he's from Croatia. He spends a lot of time in Sweden where his dad works. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh yeah, he's he's in the UK right now. He just played a pro tournament the two, awesome. these last two weeks and yeah, he's like nine hundred ATP right now, which is Wow. Which is sounds like it's a lot, but uh it's, it's in the tennis world, that's pretty darn good for a very short period of time that, that he's been playing professionally. So Yeah, yeah, definitely, Coach. And, you know, you were kind of touching on it a little bit, but, you know, you are, you know, transitioning into, into a more younger squad, um, only one senior on the team, as you were kind of alluding to. Um, how is your team going to um, adjust to having such a young team? And, you know, have you even seen some leadership, you know, qualities coming from, you know, some of the, you know, younger freshmen uh, on your team uh, this year? Mm. Um, yeah, uh, leadership out of the freshmen, um, probably more leading by example <laughs> at this point. Um, I don't, it's not something I, I have super high expectations for in their, in their freshman year, but we, we've got some great leadership from, um, you know, really the last seven, eight years has been amazing with just, just good, good, good leaders. And then younger guys witnessing that and and figuring out how to be their own you know their own leaders that way and 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 making you know tweaking things here and there and I, I think like that's exactly what's what's happened we have you know we have uh, Leon Huck who's our sort of our one senior who was a, a transfer last year and kind of you know came in he had been a, he had been a captain at his previous school and and you know it was named captain this year along with um another transfer and, and they're just doing a fantastic job um and uh uh 
yeah, um, things are things are we're we're in a we're in a good a, a good a good place right now. We're having a couple matches under our belt already, and excited for for this weekend here. Yeah, and you talk about those matches. You know, two games in the month of January, January already. I'm walking away victorious in one of them. You know, what were you able to learn about your team from those matches against Notre Dame and IUPUI? Yeah, being on quarters, you know, I've always felt like we we have a bit of an advantage. We 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 get in a couple matches, and and then exactly like what's going to happen this weekend here. Now we play Wisconsin having two matches under our belt already and it's their first match. And then on Saturday we play Princeton and it's their first match as well. So, you know, we'll have, we'll have three good matches already by the time we play Princeton on Saturday. But, um, uh, Notre Dame match was, was, uh, the first match for both of us. And, you know, I, I wasn't sure what to expect. We had two, you know, two freshmen playing in that match and, um, um, I, I pretty much knew what we'd get out of our our, our older, more experienced guys, but um, freshmen played amazing, and and uh, we, despite the despite the numbers, zero um, seven loss. It was there were a, every match was close. We were seven five in the third, and one six four in the third, and another set points and two other matches, and. Um, I know uh, Notre Dame was feeling the pressure, so yeah, we walked away from that match with, you know, despite the loss, like really taking a lot of confidence away because that's, like I said earlier, Notre Dame's always a ranked team. I don't know where they're quite at right now. Only the top 25 rankings are out, but they're they're somewhere in the top 40 for sure. And um, you know, for us to be right there with them, it shows these guys that that that's right where they belong, which is you know what I, I'm always telling them, um, but. Uh, sometimes you gotta feel it and see it yourself to to believe it. So good, it's a good uh, good round of you know good two matches for us to start the start the season off with. IUPUI was uh, you know it was nice to just come back a few hours later and and you know get a play play solid tennis again and and put a victory on the board. So yeah, coach, and you know you were kind of talking about um, you know starting out on the road, you know, with this new year. Um, a lot of the schedule, as we were kind of looking at it, you know, a lot of road games this year, um, especially in conference play. Um, how challenging will that be, you know, being on the road so much? Or, you know, does it really even make a difference? You know, how does that kind of play into, you know, how, you know, you guys go to work every day? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, we don't we don't play a mandatory conference schedule, so it's, it's just sort of a kind of a handshake between the coaches. Um and it's it just kind of the way it's worked out that that every other year we're, we seem to be on the road for for a lot of those matches, and then you know uh, next year we'll, we're home for the majority of those. But uh, um, yeah, we we typically we're we're you know we're traveling a lot. I mean, we, my 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 goal is you know one of one of the goals this year is is for these guys to be ranked, and it's hard to get ranked teams it's impossible really to get ranked teams to come and play us on the road you know um so that means we got to go you know go around to these places and 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 chase them either at their place or on a neutral match you know um i think princeton is in the rankings i want to say wisconsin is in the top 75 rankings as well so here we are um playing on the road and you know we have a 
thing that we we've always said wherever we go, you know, the guys know we just we just make it our house. This is our house wherever we're at, even if it's not our house, it's our house. And, uh, um, you know, they, they compete. I think that's, that's, that's what, that's what this team does, does well. They, they believe they can hang with anybody we're, we're playing with, they're playing against. And, um, doesn't matter where that's, where that's happening. You know, it, it's definitely difficult, more difficult on, on the road and, and traveling. But, uh, at the same time, I think that's, um, you know, that's that's how we get better. Absolutely. And the road games is really where you find out who you are. And, you know, like you said, that's where you got to go to play these ranked opponents, these good opponents, and get your guys some experience under their belts. Let's wrap up today's episode, however, talking about one player on your roster in particular, a heartwarming story, really, and, and the way that DePaul men's tennis has been able to connect with him. Danny Esposito is a six-year-old freshman listed on the roster, um, he attends all your practices, games, other team events that he can. But Danny also battles cerebral palsy. Um, you know, he does find a bright spot in life when participating with your program, always putting a smile on his face. Can you give us some insight as to your relationship with Danny and his relationship to the team? Yeah. Um, so we, we, we hooked up with Danny through uh, this you know, really phenomenal organization called Team Impact. Um, I want to say maybe we were the second team in the athletic department to, to uh, you know, take on a, a player uh, this way. Um, and uh, it's just, a, it's just a, a really great, really great thing. You know, um, we, we try to connect with Danny a couple times a month. Uh, when we're here, when when the guys are away, they they'll connect virtually or just send text messages or video messages, and um, you know, really just designed it to kind of help help you know help Danny in particular just sort of you know get through some of the some of the tough times in his life. Like he 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 just had um, had to go through some procedures recently. Um, um, and, you know, meeting, meeting up with the guys and, and, uh, they were, they all just were at a, the basketball game, um, oh, a week or so ago. And, uh, Danny and his uh, mom were there for that one, but usually his, his mom and dad and his younger brother are there as well. And, and, uh, yeah, it's just, he, he just loves it. You know, we went through, he, he signed, uh, he signed like a, an NLI and we had a, a for him that way and um comes out with a lot of you know his DePaul gear and just gets to hang out with the guys they they you know they talk about um we'll have dinner or we'll meet on campus for for an athletics event they come to our matches um and uh yeah they just just check in and you know they're 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 big into Pokemon and um the guys are the guys are our guys are, are really great around him. You know, some of, some of them have some younger siblings at home and, and, um, uh, they're just, they're all just, just really, really good with, with Danny and his brother and, and, um, um, enjoy, you know, enjoy spending time around them. So. Yeah. A great story. And, you know, you talk about some of the challenges he's gone through as a young child and 
obviously the procedures that you mentioned as well. But, you know, when he steps inside and, and communicates with your team, your players, what are you able to admire most about him as he keeps that smile on his face even though he's he's struggling in ways we may not see all the time? Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, he's a he's a brave guy. He's super optimistic. You know, I'm sure he has uh, tough days, but he, he's when he's when he's around us, uh, um, you know, he, he just always has a, a just a big a big smile. I think it's um, you know I think the benefits really really go both ways. You know, the the guys the guys the guys see and hear you know his struggles and and see how he how he handles it and and um you know i think that 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 gives them some some strength and some courage and and then at the same time you know danny danny hears you know from our guys that that you know life is life is can be tough on them as well i mean with with uh uh managing school and practices and traveling and you know everything else that that happens away from the court and um uh they share some of those some of those stories and and encourage each other you know it's a it's a it's a it's just a a great great little relationship and a, a good a good balance um most definitely it sounds like a a win-win, as you're describing there, for both your players and then Danny as well. And it's, again, something we wanted to share today, an inspiring story for you to be able to bring um, Danny onto your team, help him you know, prov- provide a bright spot in his life. And, you know, we do want to mention here as we wrap up the episode that Team Impact has more than 1,200 teams across the country waiting to be matched with children ages 5 through 16, you know, who have been diagnosed with a life-threatening or chronic illness and who could benefit from becoming a member of the team. Um, If you know a child who may be interested, please visit www.teamimpact.org for more information so we can help more kids just like Danny and put some more smiles on their face. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Coach Brothers, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Coach. And, uh, you know, good luck in Madison this weekend and, of course, on the rest of the season as well. Thanks, Caleb. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate your time. Thank you. That's going to do it for Demon Time on January 19th. We'll be back next week at 4.30 Central Time to bring you our fourth episode of Demon Time. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Caleb Nixon alongside Sean Graney and our guest, DePaul men's tennis head coach, Matt Brothers. We will see you next Thursday. It's Demon Time. I'm Chris Jackamick. I served in the United States Air Force, and I deployed three times. Being a veteran, it's interwoven into your DNA is really the absence of the connection and the purpose that can really drive a lot of veterans to some uh, negative thoughts. For those who are in a suicidal crisis, the window of time to save somebody's life is very short. Our duty is to protect ourselves and protect our families. And one way you can do that is store your weapons safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by End Family Fire and the Ad Council.